you've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. Thanks for joining me today. Today I'm going to be talking about inflation, and I'm calling this uh, this one, Should I Change My Investments Because of Future Inflation? I have been getting a whole bunch of questions um, from a lot of people who are concerned about inflation right now. And I think it was just last week, the week before, um, some new data came out that we have reached 7% inflation numbers, first time in like 40 years. And I wanted to give you my opinion today on why I think we're having the inflation we're seeing, why I don't think it should be a huge surprise that we're seeing this. <clears throat> and I also want to give you my opinion and a few ideas on what you can be doing about it, about how you can possibly structure your portfolio to outpace inflation for the future. Uh, this show is designed specifically, as you know, for retirees. And one of the biggest concerns that I hear is, hey, I'm on a fixed income. You know, my my income doesn't exactly rise with the costs of goods and services. And that's what inflation is. In fact, the definition of inflation, you can Google this, you'll pretty much find this as the definition. It's a situation of rising prices in the economy. A more exact definition is a sustained increase in the general price level in an economy. Uh, inflation simply means an increase of the cost of living as the price of goods and services rise. And inflation leads, obviously, to a decline in the value of money. And when I talk about inflation, I usually equate it to Econ 101, supply and demand. In my opinion, guys... Inflation that we're seeing right now, this this giant rise of inflation. We've always had inflation, right? I mean, I mean for years, I've been doing this for 21 years, and advisors for years kind of use the benchmark, I guess, rule of thumb of three percent. Well, in all honestly, if you look at the history of inflation, the last 15 to 20 years has been more about like one and a half. So, if anything, we've been kind of inflation spoiled, if you will, for the last. 20 years or so. But now that it's running about 7%, we need to talk about why. And in my opinion, I think it has to do with COVID. It's got to, it's got to do with the pandemic. <clears throat> Simply going back to Econ 101, supply and demand. We had this pandemic. We shut down the economy. We shut down the global economy. And when you do that, you cut off the money supply buying goods and services well, the supply goes down because they don't need to supply as much because you can't buy anything. So the demand is down. And then fast forward a few months and you reopen the economy all at once. You flood the economy with cash. People have been, you know, pent up, chomping at the bit to go spend money, to go out to a restaurant or wherever and spend money. You don't have the supply, but yet now the demand is higher. It's simple Econ 101, the prices rise. And I think that's why we're seeing this. On top of that, 
you throw in a whole bunch of government spending, and hello, we're having some pretty big inflation. So that's why I really don't think this is a, a huge surprise. Um, Jeremy Siegel, a professor at the Wharton School of Business, said this last year back in May 2021, uh, talking about stocks and talking about the market. He said, there's no appeal to bonds or cash assets at all. They're the worst. And he says that his concern is that aggressive monetary and fiscal stimulus, i.e. the government paying out a bunch of money, spending like crazy, would feed into inflation after having already worked its way into financial assets over the course of the pandemic. So that's what I've been saying. Because of the pandemic, we were naturally going to have some anyway. But then you have the government who who spends a whole bunch of money, floods it into the economy. It's just, it, it kind of turbo boosted it. Now, what does that look like moving forward? I, I can't predict what it's going to do. I think it's going to be with us for a little while. Um, if you remember back in the 70s, we had high, high inflation. The Fed came in. They had to, you know, tighten some screws and get it under control. Will they do that again? We'll see. Probably. We'll probably see interest rates rise. But the big question is, what, if anything, do you need to be doing with your portfolio? And I got to give you kind of the doctor's answer. It depends. It depends on what you're doing. If you're retired already and you're taking income from your portfolio, probably need to do a review and, and take a look at how you're taking income. One of the things I'm hearing, though, is a question that kind of goes like this. Should I be pulling all my money out of the stock market because it's basically still at all-time highs and putting it into things like cash? cash in the bank, or even bonds. And when you think about that, you just got to do a little bit of math in your brain and go, okay, if I pulled my money out of the market, went and stuck it in the bank, what's the bank going to pay me in terms of interest? I'm going to be generous here and tell you the bank pays you 1%. Well, if inflation's running at 7 a bank is paying you 1%, that basically just means you're losing 6% every single year. You're going broke slowly. You know, when I say, you know, having money in the bank is not safe, people usually kind of, a little eyebrow goes up. and They're like, what do you mean it's not safe? It's insured. I know I'm not going to lose it if the market goes down. But that's not what I'm talking about when I say it's not safe. When I say it's not safe, your money in cash is not safe from a buying perspective. Your dollar does not buy 12 months from now what it's going to buy today. And, and what I mean by that is pretty simple. Inflation at 3%, everything doubles in about 24 years. Well, now we're looking at 7 So we could theoretically say that the cost of goods are going to double in 12 if it remains at 7 Don't want that to scare you. That's just math. So what that means is if you have your money in something that's only earning 1%, yet you're losing 6% in buying power, that's what I mean by not safe. I believe you have to have, always have, a portion of your retirement portfolio in the market. And even Jeremy Siegel says, he says, quote, the history is that stocks more than compensate for inflation if there's a lot of dividend-paying stocks, 2, 3, 4, 5% paying dividends. Why would you go into fixed income or cash? The gap is huge. And that's what I think is going to continue to drive the money into the market, despite the fears that the Fed will tighten in the future, end quote. I agree with that 100%. I love a dividend-paying portfolio. This is obviously not a recommendation to go out and change anything that you're doing right now. But I do 
I do like dividends. We use them for our clients. I'm talking old school dividend stocks, like you own the stock. I'm not talking about ETFs or mutual funds where you don't actually own anything inside of them. You just own a piece of the fund. I'm talking about owning the stock outright. A stock that pays you a consistent and hopefully increasing dividend. Let me give you an example. A lot of companies out there, they've been around for 150 years. They've got a track record of paying you a dividend, which is essentially like having a paycheck from the company. Because when you own the stock, you are an owner of the company. And guess what? Owners deserve to get paid. And that's what they're doing. They're sharing a, a, a portion of their profits for you, with you, and that's called a dividend. That's simply what it is. They pay you as a thank you for owning shares of their stock. And what happens is each and every year, a lot of these companies, they will give you a pay raise of that dividend. You don't have to own any more shares. You don't have to invest more money in stock. No, no, no. It's a thank you for owning the stock, and they've done well, so you get to share in some of that profit. Well, if, you, if you're receiving a dividend, and then the company gives you a 6 or 7 or even a 10% dividend increase, i.e. a raise... That's how you outpace inflation over time. So with our retiree clients, we like to use a dividend portfolio that pays them a paycheck in retirement that's more consistent, a little more predictable, and, and that's how you will outpace inflation over time. Does that mean you won't have to sell some of your investments to generate extra cash? No, I'm not saying that. That might be the case. You want to be careful doing that. Because the market is at all-time highs, and I often tell people, look, the market's going to go the other way one of these days. We just don't know when. That's the problem. So that's my two cents on what's going on with inflation and how you can outpace it in the future, and you just got to have money in the market. But you have to be diversified. You do want. I'm not saying don't have money in cash in the bank. You got to have an emergency fund. You got to have um, other investments that that maybe have a guarantee component to it. Um, but on top of that, you have to have something in the market, something that can fluctuate, but also something that pays you a paycheck like a dividend, something that you can control a little more. And I really believe that over time that is going to give you a successful retirement. A couple of ending mentions here. If you got questions about that, you can always visit the website at www.rlaplan.com. RLA stands for Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. rlaplan.com. There's a whole lot of information on there, including my new uh, downloadable report which is for 2022. It's called What Issues Should I Consider at the Start of the Year? This is a great report. It's a new checklist, and I'd love to get that in your hands so you can download a copy of that for free. also want to mention if you've got any questions or would like to schedule a no-obligation phone call, 30-minute call with me. The call is free. would love to answer any questions that you have, uh, do a short review with you on the phone, and uh, help you any way that I can. You can find my calendar online at talktopatrick.com. And I will put a link in the show notes as well for both of those. But the website, again, is talktopatrick.com. You can schedule a day and a time that works and would love to talk with you on the phone. Thank you again for listening to Retirement Lifestyles, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up, and hit subscribe so you never miss out 
Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.